You're listening to Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student-athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sand Hills Global and powered by ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com. Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome again to another edition of Up Close. Sean Callahan here with Husker Online's Abby Barmore. And that means uh, more volleyball, Abby, as um, I get a chance to um, meet some more members of the Nebraska volleyball program here on Up Close. And joining us in studio, uh, we've got senior Callie Schwarzenbach from Kearney, Missouri. Um, six foot five senior middle blocker, and then uh, Whitney Lonstein from Waverly, uh, a freshman out of Waverly, uh, joining us here outside hitter for the Nebraska volleyball team. Whitney, um, Callie, welcome to Up Close. Thanks for having Thank us. We're excited to be here. All right. Well, Abby, take it away. Awesome. So, Callie, let's start with you. Tell us about your journey to Nebraska. How'd you get here? Um. It was a lot of recruiting. I didn't really start getting recruited until about my eighth grade year. I kind of started volleyball a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, it was super weird. Um, there was just a lot of recruitment that I wasn't really used to. And um, once I moved to, like, a more known club team, it was a little bit more familiar. And my coaches helped me out a lot more. And, yeah, that's how I got here. So I heard this story that your recruitment started a little bit in a gas station. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't remember exactly all the details, but it was very weird, very Nebraska. Um, so Danny Busboom at the time was one of the assistant coaches and the head recruiter for Nebraska. And I'm pretty sure her dad was at a gas station and had heard about me. I don't know how. <laughs> and just relayed that back to Danny. And yeah, I guess that's how she kind of heard about my name, kind of started watching me then. And now I'm here. So I don't really know how it all worked out, but I guess gosh, stations do more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whitney, let's talk about you a little bit. So you were the final piece added to Nebraska's freshman class this year. Um, how did you get to Nebraska from Waverly High School? Um, well, it's kind of funny because, not as funny as Callie's, but <laughs> I actually wanted to start get rec getting recruited my freshman year when I, like, started to make the switch for clubs, and, um, they, I sent a letter to Kayla, and I was like, here's my film, here's all of this, like, about me stuff, like, I'm 6'2", like, I play at VCN now, blah, 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 and they were like, no. We actually don't have a spot on the team for you. And I was like, oh, okay. I was super bummed out. And I remember like crying because this happened to me with a whole bunch of schools. They were just like, no, like we don't really need you. Like Creighton and all these other schools that really told me that. And I was like really bummed out. I actually wanted to just be done. I was like, maybe I can just do track. I don't know, something else. Like maybe this isn't for me. And instead of taking that path, I went and like, into the gym by myself every morning before school. I would like do extra lifts, even though we had class, uh, we had a lifting class. Um, you couldn't take it your freshman year, so I would go in every morning and I'd like lift with, and it just, sometimes it would just be me in there. Sometimes it would be like random football players that were like three years older than me. It's super awkward and weird, but <laughs> I would go in there and like work on the Vertimax and do a whole bunch of stuff so that way I could like better myself. I would pass against the wall sometimes by myself. I was really bad at passing, really bad at serving, and I would <laughs> serve by myself, 
sometimes I would get random people to come like hit with me like random girls on the volleyball team that were younger than me or like um just like random people that would do anything for me like toss me a ball so I could work on my footwork and hit and stuff like that and I think what really changed for me was moving clubs and um around my junior year that's when I started getting recruited I never got recruited in eighth grade which is really (laughs) early I could not imagine that but I started getting recruited in my junior year and that's when all the schools that told me no were like hey we really want you we actually do have a spot for you and um Coach Cook called me before the day before my birthday. I remember it because I was at my neighbor's house. And he was like, hey, so you want to come to Nebraska? (laughs) And I was like, well, I don't really want to be like a walk-on. I know you got a lot in your class already. And I am getting recruited by a lot of schools. And he was like, no, no, we don't. We don't want you to be a walk-on. That's when I was like, yep, I'm going to Nebraska. Sorry, (laughs) other schools. See you later. And I was like... I um I made that switch real fast. Like I knew right away. Like I told them I was like, oh yeah, I'm a little bit My interested. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I'm going to Nebraska. So um, and then I went on my official visit and it was done. I committed. Mm-hmm. You said that you developed a lot in your last few years of high school, a little bit later than everyone else, and you turned into the number 16 overall recruit Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy since a lot of people especially in volleyball they start getting recruited in eighth grade or sometimes seventh grade yeah pretty early Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy so do you feel like you've developed a lot since you've gotten to Nebraska and you're still working on those skills uh yeah I think I'm just like I don't really know I don't think I I don't develop skills like really fast I it takes me a while to develop them but I think when I develop them I like just gets a lot better from there like I don't really know I just never stop gaining knowledge about volleyball and I always Mm -hmm. seem to like learn new skills and like I had no idea what a Geordie roll was before I got here and that took me like two weeks to master and now I got it still hit it really hard to never do the Geordie roll but sometimes I might pull it out you know what I mean like I just learn like new skills all the time and I think like um The rules also changed when I was getting recruited, though. So, like, we had, like, a period where the coaches could not talk to you. And that was, like, my – I can't remember when that was. But I remember they, like, could not talk to you at all. And then one time, like, the the rules changed and they were able to call you at, like, midnight. Like, the next day they were able to, like – The contact period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was what – it was so weird because I had so many coaches calling me at literally, like, 1 in the morning. They're like, I can finally talk to you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. But, yeah, I don't know. I had a very different recruiting process. I can't imagine being recruited in, like, 7th or 8th grade. That's a big decision to make. It's pretty big. Callie, um, you've been nicknamed Swartzenblock, kind of a play off of your last name because of your blocking skills. Uh, who came up with that nickname, and when did you hear it for the first time? I honestly have no idea who came up with it. I'm surprised I didn't. My friends or anyone else from high school didn't think of that before I got here. But um, freshman year, I I did pretty well, like blocking, I guess. And um, I guess I don't know if it was. I don't know. There's so many Twitter accounts. I feel like Iron N mm-hmm. Block mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Like they might have had something to do with it. I'm pretty sure because it was the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, that's pretty catchy. Like how did I not think of that beforehand? <laughs> but yeah, um, it stuck. I like it. <laughs> it works out well. Winnie, do you have a nickname yet? 
Um, my family made like cute little t-shirts for everyone. It's called Big Hit Wit. Everyone posts that big iron in posts yeah. some stuff sometimes. I'm like, I don't really know. They post a lot of funny stuff. I I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, during a press conference, Nicklin told us a few weeks ago that, well, we told Whitney tonight she's got to be Big Hit Wit. We really needed her. So I think yeah. that's sticking well. Yeah. I think it's funny because I don't know how to tip the bar it suits you well yeah so Whitney you started your first game of the Big Ten season against Wisconsin what was that like getting that start in such a big match and um how do you think you did I think I did pretty good um coach has been talking to us freshman class about being pretty consistent and I think like um I don't know. I think I played pretty consistent and very, like, even. I don't think I had very many ups and downs. I think the first set was just, like, an adrenaline rush. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You have That was a lot of people, and it was kind of like a concrete dome almost. Like, it was like a dungeon <laughs> of just so many people, and it was very loud in there. I don't think the fans really make me nervous. I think, mm-hmm. like, to be honest, coach kind of makes me a little nervous. <laughs> But just he sets a lot of expectations and like um, yeah I think that it was it was just kind of an adrenaline rush and mm-hmm. I kind of just went with it I kind of like that feeling and yeah I think I did pretty good. How did you find out that you were starting? Um, well I knew because in practice like when we do six on six stuff he will do like kind of an A or B side and usually I am on the B side and I embrace that and I just try to make my teammates better but I got put on the A side and. I embraced that too and I made my other teammates better on the other side so that's kind of when I had the feeling of course I didn't stop the way I practiced or anything like that it didn't go easier or anything mm-hmm. I still went hard but um that's kind of when I knew that I was gonna happen I don't really yeah. know Callie over the last few seasons you've became a spark off the bench what has that been like to kind of transition to that and is it hard for you to come in and be warm and still make a big impact when you get in there right away um, it was definitely different, what was it, last season when the switch was made and I was more kind of coming off the bench. But um, it was difficult at first, more mentally than I think it was physically. But honestly, I don't think I would have changed anything. It's helped me grow a lot more than I honestly thought I could um, just with being able to find out what I'm confident in and being able to really like use that to my advantage and to help my teammates in a way that I didn't really know how to at first. So it's been really, it's been an interesting journey, but it's been a good one to say the least. Um, but as coming off the bench, it, we had to figure that out a little bit at first because <laughs> there was some conflict with random, hey, you're going in. It was There was no time for warm. And so at that time it was almost like it was going to hurt the team more because we just weren't prepared. So we kind of figured out a little system with our uh, trainer, Brian. And so now at certain points of the game, we whether we know we're going in or not, mm-hmm. just kind of rewarm up our arms, legs, just to always just be ready whenever. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. 
You're listening here to the Up Close Podcast. Sean Callahan, Abby Barmore, joined by Nebraska volleyball players Whitney Lonstein and Callie Schwarzenbach as Abby Barmore. What do you got next? Whitney, you were one of the six players from the 2020 recruiting class, which was called the best recruiting class in Nebraska athletics history. What has it been like dealing with those high expectations for this class? Um, it can be kind of stressful sometimes just because I feel like coach kind of puts those expectations on you and he like expects you to be perfect sometimes and it's more mental and you just have to realize that um, that you you make those expectations on yourself sometimes and like you just need to take a step back and play the game of volleyball and um, we like to use the Calm app on the team and using that Calm app can kind of help you before practice just to calm your nerves down and like don't put those expectations on yourself because you're just another volleyball player and you just have to play volleyball and you don't have to put any big label on yourself and I think that big label kind of did put some expectations on us and it kind of like excites you in a way but also can hurt you because you're like putting those just expectations that don't need to be there on yourself. Callie, four of the freshmen have a pretty big role on this team. How have you seen them adjust to playing at such a high level, especially in the Big Ten? I've honestly been super proud of them. As a freshman myself, it was really different. I think um, we were just a lot more timid of the older classmen and just never sure whether or not we could be ourselves. And I think older classmen did a pretty good job of welcoming them and making sure that they can be who they are and not have to be so shy and timid and especially in the gym too I think we're super encouraging of them to just go after it especially Mm -hmm. because we all know that what they can do we all know they're amazing volleyball players and amazing people so just making sure that they go after it all the time because we know what their potential is and I don't know we Mm -hmm. hold them to it because we know what they can do and they've been doing a really good job. Coach Cook says that when players play really similar in practice or when they compete the same way on the court he chooses his starter by the look in their eyes he has told the media that a lot just on the day Whitney you're someone that is constantly in the conversation of starting at the opposite hitter do you know what he's looking for when he says that he's gonna tell by the look in your eyes that day um I think it's kind of just like a he wants someone that's gonna like fight like you know what I mean they're gonna go down to the end like whether it's a winner or lose the whole team's coming with them like I think that's what he looks for in, um, in the Wisconsin match. Like, in that first set, we had so much. Like, we, there was nobody getting through us, and then we just kind of lost it. So I think he's kind of looking for that, like, person that's going to bring that out of the team. And I hmm. – yeah, I think that he's just looking for someone that's going to claws out, fight to the end. That's what mm-hmm. I think he's looking so for. So how do you prepare yourself to have that – the right look in your eyes on the day? Um, well, I didn't know it was a look in the eye that he wants, but now I know. So, but I think it's just like you just go out, like like I said, like the freshman class, like being labeled that can be kind of hard sometimes because you put these expectations and labels on yourself, and sometimes he does that too. But like I said, just go out and play, and like have that like no one's getting through my block, no one is going to block me today. Like I'm gonna dime all these balls, and like you're not even gonna think about the negative things are are gonna happen. Like, yeah, you're sometimes you're gonna hit it out, you're gonna get bounce box sometimes, but I'm not even thinking about that because I'm gonna have a great practice, and no one's gonna stop me. And it's kind of just like that pep talk before practice that you give mm-hmm. yourself. Um, kind of like Callie, she's a spark off the bench. You've sparked a lot of runs and sets this season coming off the bench. 
what is your approach to coming off the bench? Like, what's your what's your mindset towards that? Um, well, I think sometimes being on the bench, um, it's kind of like a not a safe space, but it's kind of like a I'm here to cheer on my teammates, and like I don't look at it as a negative way. Like I'm still such a I emotions can rub off on people, and they're very contagious. And so I think like being very like external and not internal like oh I'm sad that I'm seeing the bench no I'm happy I'm here I'm cheering <laughs> on my teammates and I feel like me having that like very positive external thing also gives a lot of other people external and very positive mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. when I'm going into the court it's like I've already been there because I've already been on the sideline cheering you guys on I'm so engaged in the game and it's like I've already kind of been there in a way like on the court and it's like no change, just a little warm up, band warm up with Brian, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, so. Kelly, is that similar to how you approach it? Yeah, I would definitely say that's how I approach it now, which I'm a lot more grateful for than it was before. Because obviously, when it first, when I first wasn't playing, it was it was hard. It, mm-hmm. I had always started on every team I had played on, so it was a new and different role for me that I wasn't just used to having. And so whether you want to be positive or not, you have to force it. And especially in the beginning, because like Whitney said, uh, emotions do rub off, whether you're showing them or not, like through your face, through Mm -hmm. communication. And so to help your teammates, as well as the people on the bench who aren't playing as well, you just have to be positive for you and for your team, Mm -hmm. because that's the best outcome. You You guys do a lot of fun stuff on the bench, Um, (laughs) kind of crazy cheers. What are some of your favorite ones? I think I saw charades one time during a timeout. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty fun. Yeah, Mm. the best one, I don't know, the net, net, net one. Yeah, that one's really fun. That one was good. It's just super aggressive, and it just really puts it in their face that they screwed up. But Mm -hmm. charades are really fun. We do those during challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or we do the like no you can't look at someone game what is that even called? I don't even know what that game is called we have another fun little game <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what it's called yeah you like can't look so you like put your head down and then someone count then you go go and you have to look at someone and if they make eye contact with you you're both out yeah so you don't want to make eye contact with someone <laughs> it's pretty fun it we is have a fun. lot of fun on the, the challenges are the best ones and then we yeah dab afterwards yeah <laughs> dab backwards if we don't get it forward if we do get yeah. it so Next time, I want to see all the fans doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Callie, you were named the lifter of the year this offseason. Um, how does the team decide that? Is it a coaching thing? Like, who, who decides? Um, it's usually us who decide. Over the past couple of years, um, we just wait till the end of the summer, and we all just kind of make a vote on who we thought had worked the hardest um, in the gym, through conditioning, kind of all in that area. And But this year – at the end of every single lift session, so every single day, we would vote on who we thought really like gave it their all that day. And um, yeah, I guess this this past summer was me, which is awesome because that's what I've kind of wanted <laughs> since I've got here. I've lifted since I was a freshman in high school. So I don't know, mm-hmm. I thought if I, to get, really get better and do all that I can, um, I thought lifting in the summer was the start, so. Have you seen a big improvement in your game after working so hard in the weight room? Actually, I have. So interesting that it correlates. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've worked on not necessarily just lifting more weight, perhaps, but um, Brian and I have like a new little, I don't know if you would say like 
specific exercise for me, which we all kind of do have specific exercises and workouts, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> it's more towards my jumping index. And um, I've have seen a big improvement even over the season. So that's, I'm proud of Brian and I for working <laughs> on that and still being able to see improvement throughout the season and not just summer. Mm-hmm. Whitney, you said that you worked out a lot in Waverly's little gym. Mm-hmm. What was it like coming to Nebraska? after high school and having some of the best strength and conditioning coaches in the country? Um, I don't really know. I was kind of, it wasn't that much different actually because Waverly had um, Coach Harms. I don't know. He's, I've been with him since like seventh, eighth grade. Like I've been lifting for the longest time in the summer. That's mm-hmm. when the seventh and eighth grade and freshman year, like people would be able to lift and then you had a class. So I've and then my sophomore, junior, senior year, I would lift with VCN at first pick. And so I had sometimes two lifts a day. And like, um, I had a talk with me and my mom sat down with Harms and talked to him about how I want to be like, great. Like I want to just, I want my vertical to increase. I want like to be faster. I want to do all these things. And he was like, yeah, let's do like a program. And I would kind of what Callie and Brian do, except I did on the Vertimax. And so I would like, do these jumps with bands that had like weight on them and I would like do these like weird arm things to make sure I had great <laughs> arms when I was running and if you talk to Brian he says I don't but <laughs> I do so okay Brian <laughs> um I would just do like um it was just kind of like a mental shift it wasn't like a like a obviously physical I went in and lifted more but um it was kind of just a mental thing like I want to be great like I wanted it and no one was gonna stop me so Nebraska also has one of the best nutrition programs. What is your favorite meal from the nutrition table? Mm. Callie? My favorite soup is the oh, roasted red yeah. pepper gouda. That is all of our favorite mm-hmm. soup. We love it so much. Um, they have it like every day or is that no, like once a week? No, I wish. It's mm-hmm. it's usually only once a week, so yeah. we make sure to go to training table and on get that bowls, specific like, day. To yeah, to we go. get bowls and cups and cups <laughs> of it to go. But food, well, I guess that's still food, but um, they have some good pasta, especially the stir fry bar where you can like make your own. That's mm-hmm. really nice. Uh, and the desserts. Desserts are always good. They usually have like brownies. Yeah, the ice cream. The ice cream. Everyone loves the ice cream. Mm-hmm. The sandwiches, the cookie sandwiches. like Oh, a, the big Whopper yeah, things. Those are so those good. Those ones are really good. We love those. I heard that you guys have like a pizza oven in there. Oh, oh yeah. Like what what are your go-to pizza toppings? Mm. Um, I haven't made a pizza in there yet, but if I was to choose, I'd do Hawaiian pizza all the way. Uh, gross. <laughs> I would do, I'm a big into like barbecue chicken pizza, so I oh, kind of did do that last time. Oh, stop. <laughs> so that was really good when I made it. And I like it crispy, so I burn it a little bit. Oh, my God. You're listening here to the Up Close podcast as uh, we continue our conversation um, here. Um, Abby, what do you got next? Okay, perfect. Now we're going to do a rapid question round. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. They're pretty simple. You're just going to have to answer them as fast as you can. The first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, ready? We'll start with Callie and then Whitney will go. Each one. Okay, cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Favorite city in the U.S. besides the one that you live in? Um, 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 San Diego. Um, I don't know. <laughs> pick one, pick one. I don't know. What's, I don't, what's the first one that came to your mind? <laughs> you had to go on like some sweet like club volleyball trips over the years and vacations. Why can I think of cities? <laughs> Florida, um, Tampa. It's, yeah, Tampa. <laughs> Chicago. I don't know. 
I've never been to Chicago. We're okay, next question. Okay, yeah. okay. Your favorite volleyball player? Um, Cecilia Hall. Come on, Jordan Larson. <laughs> okay, pie or cake? Cake, all the way. Cake. If you could play anywhere professional volleyball, where would you choose? Any country. Italy. <gasps> I was going to actually Italy say or the Turkey. Same thing. Italy. Okay, summer or winter? <laughs> summer. Winter. What is your favorite sport outside of volleyball? Basketball. I like track. Beach or the mountains? Mm, mountains. Beach. Your favorite opponent to play against? Penn State. Illinois. Mm. <laughs> favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Who is the hypest person on the team? Whitney. Yeah, for me. sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Good job, guys. That was good. Thank you. That was fun. Okay. So, um, we so every day after practice you get like a post-workout shot right there's like six mm. that they rotate through yeah <laughs> we get the same one there <laughs> there are some that are definitely less popular than the others right mm -hmm. there's one like i see players like every time they take it and then they walk in the locker room and they're like mm, that was not good kind of like a cringe phase it's a turmeric shot yeah <laughs> i personally don't partake in those shots i've tr mm -hmm. i've tried them i i have I just don't enjoy them, which I don't think they're necessarily there for you to enjoy. <laughs> they're more for the uh, nutrients and vitamins and whatever else to replenish your body, whatever. But yeah, I don't really do them. <laughs> I prefer to just have the cherry juice. Yeah, I like the cherry juice, but cherry some juice. of the shots are kind of fun. Like if you go to training table, there are some in there too that are different. Like new, new, that's our trainer. That's yeah. our, not a trainer. Or nutritionist yeah yeah um she likes to make the turmeric ones and they're not a fan of the teams but i mean they're okay they're not bad they kind of just like taste like pepper they do taste kind of weird <laughs> but i like the one that nunu makes with the turmeric and the cherry juice she kind of mixes them those ones are good i will give her credit for those <laughs> ones but there's also spicy lemonade that's what it's called that one that one's terrible it's like in your throat it like burns it's just it's not good i like the fruit ones that she makes too yeah, those the are fruit pretty ones good. Are good so callie you're in your senior season you have an opportunity to come back next year what are some of the things that you're going to consider in when you're deciding if you want to come back next year um one of the <clears throat> excuse me biggest things for me are what I want to do afterwards. Um, so I would want to go to Perfusion School, which is just a two-year program. And there's only about like 10, 15 schools in the U.S. that have it. And there's actually one at UNMC. So I thought about if I were to stay to try to do both at the same time. Wow. Highly recommended not to <laughs> by the people, by the perfusionists I've gone to shadow from UNMC. So that was one of my bigger um, considerations, but right now it's more just, um, I don't know, uh, playing time, I guess is a big one. And, but it's hard for me to leave because I'm big into relationships and the re mm -hmm. relationships I've made with this team are, I really don't want to leave. So even thinking about next year, if I were to stay and wanting to leave is just, it's sad. I don't like to think about it because I wouldn't have them anymore, which is weird. Do you have like a goal of when you think you'll decide? Um, I'll probably decide by the end of December, if not beginning of January. So it's coming up. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to put it off as much as possible, but sadly it's crept up on me. So yeah, we'll see. It's a soon decision, mm -hmm. but. The NCAA tournament is upon us 
does part of your decision depend on how well Nebraska does in the tournament? Um, no, I don't think so at all. Um, hopefully, obviously, I want us to come out and really kind of get revenge on Texas. Um, <laughs> but um, whether we win or lose, that's not really part of my decision because I know I'm not ready to leave the sport yet, I don't think. But we'll see. Whitney, I know you're a little further away from graduation, but what what are your plans for after Nebraska, after you graduate? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, I would like to go into real estate, so I'd like to get a job right away, and I don't know. Um, I don't know if I want to play pro or do anything like that yet. I kind of just going to see where this NIL thing takes me, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of different, and I feel like it's a great opportunity for a lot of us freshmen and a lot of new athletes that are introduced to this um so I kind of just want to see where this takes me like maybe it'll bring something up that I've never thought of before so yeah Mm -hmm. um this is your first tournament Mm -hmm. so what are your emotions going into that um I'm pretty excited I think it's going to be a great opportunity and like I know the state volleyball tournament's nothing like this but (laughs) I know that like in big tournaments like this a lot of your teammates just play lights out like they play like they've never played before and I think that's really exciting and I'm excited to see how everyone does and I think that it's just it's just another volleyball match and I think we all just need to take a deep breath and play our game. Um, Callie as a senior what is your message to some of these younger players who haven't been in the tournament yet you've been here for four years so this will be your fourth one. I think it's easy to almost get overexcited to where it's too much emotion and you kind of freeze um so being I've had many different experiences so my freshman year we obviously made it to the national championship which was awesome and being a freshman in that situation um I definitely I don't think I'm obviously not the player now as I was then but um a lot more timid and sadly it took me too long to realize that in the middle of the game so I just think we're used to having all the fans, so that necessarily wasn't the scary part or what was made me nervous. It was more of just, like you talk about now, the expectations and just having you're in a class filled with seniors who this is their end goal, this is what they wanted to get to, to win a national championship, so it's all on your shoulders sort of thing. You have to win Mm -hmm. it for them, which can be used in a better way now is to just – use it, use all your nervous energy and kind of go back and realize that you're playing for them and this Mm -hmm. is their last season and to give them what, I don't know, they've Mm -hmm. been working their whole college career for. Mm -hmm. Okay, final question. What is your favorite John Cook moment? Your favorite memory of him? Memory or saying? (laughs) That's a hard question. Um, Uh, This is so hard. (laughs) There's so many... Bad slash good ones. Um, I would just say he thinks he's really, really funny, which I'll give it to him. He is sometimes. But what makes it funny is because he laughs at his own Own jokes. jokes. He he cracks up before half the time it doesn't even make sense. And he just starts laughing after he says it. And that's what makes it funny is because he just thinks he's funny all the time. He's dad funny. Yeah, he's grandpa funny almost. (laughs) He's so funny. Yeah, he thinks he's funny, but... I don't know. That's what kind of makes him a grandpa sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Wait, Kinsey told me this story one time. 
And it's coach isn't very good at texting. He's oh, he's so, so bad, bad at like, texting. I don't know if he types with like one finger, but it's just really bad. Coach, if you're listening to this, you gotta get better at texting. But he told Kenzie told us this story that he used to have a dog named Callie. Or yeah, something he has like to that. do a dog named Callie, and mm-hmm. he I think just texted Kenzie like Callie died. <laughs> yeah, thinking it was and Kenzie fresh. <laughs> she was a freshman, and she thought it was Callie, like Callie Schwarzenbach, and was like, oh my god, like. Call the police. Why would he text <laughs> yeah. that? So that was that was pretty funny. Is that something about Coach that. does? It was yeah. funny. Kenzie was actually on here like a few weeks ago, and she brought up that story. She's no the same way. exact question. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> He's something, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Whitney and Callie, appreciate you guys uh, taking a time to come up here, and uh, best of luck with the uh, NCAA tournament beginning. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. All right. That wraps it up here for Up Close, once again, brought to you by Sand Hills Global and powered by ABM.